the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. But I want to talk about the three stories, in my opinion, that are shaping it. Consumer confidence suffered a setback in August. There's been a lot of thought of a, there's been a lot of question about will we have a double dip recession? We had the quickest bear market. It it lasted like two weeks, it felt like. But a bear market stay in recession, right? A lot of stimulus is starting to dry up right now. And now we're starting to count on the old economy doing the work itself. And it doesn't look like it's ready completely. And consumer confidence is saying, eh. Now, confidence is a funny thing. Um, How do I say this in a PG way? When I was younger, I was a little more confident taking my shirt off in public or at a pool. Is that better? Then as I got older and I got a little bit flabbier here and the dad bod, I'm like, how about I wear a swim shirt? And I'll just tell people I'm really sensitive to the sun. Confidence, we're not taking our shirts off right now. We're not all in. And because of that, some people are cutting back on their discretionary spending. That's what tends to happen. Now, confidence is also a funny thing. I saw my neighbor not that long ago, and uh, he's in his 70s, and he looks like he's in his 80s now. It's almost as if COVID is wearing on him. And I started projecting oh, this isn't going well for him. I feel bad for him. Uh, socially distance isn't working for him. So, But it wasn't me. I still feel good. I still, but I, I started losing confidence in him. Confidence is kind of funny. We can hear about, hey, uh, airlines are cutting jobs. And they're like, that's not good news. Um, so you start going, well, my job's fine. But you don't ever think of that. You start thinking about what you're seeing in the media and you lose a little bit of confidence. When you have your job and things are rocking, you got the, the best looking woman on your side and you're, you're thrilled and stoked. Like, let's go to Hawaii. But now you're like, eh, we'll go to Hawaii next year. You're just not confident. And it does affect spending directly. So confidence is a big issue on Wall Street today, in my opinion. Best Buy crushed expectations. Cautious outlook, providing profit-taking impetus on the stock. Uh, you don't lose if you take a profit. The stocks had a big run-up. They had a great upside, like stunning. Earnings per share up 58% year over year. A couple years ago, we were wondering if, if Best Buy was going to survive. They were, in, they were a teenager. They were, their stock was like $8 to $12, and like they, they finally got it back. So the brick-and-mortar-related headwinds are out there, but online sales up 242%. That's a 
big number. Now, a lot of this was built into it. The stock has rallied 50% since the first quarter. And that was primarily tied to their outlook, saying like, hey, people are buying a lot of stuff. So we kind of knew it, that they were going to have a good online quarter. We didn't know it was going to be that good. And I bought stuff from Best Buy online. Like I said, you know, last week I needed a new Mac. Just, you know, back to school issues. And I, I went to Apple and they're like, oh, we can't have that for you for 10 days. I'm like, you know, it kid starts tomorrow. I, I didn't do a good job of planning this. And I went to Best Buy and got it. Boom. Just like that. In fact, I even did it online through Best Buy. Um, so what's note, uh, worthy of note here is that they're not providing financial guidance. Their CFO during their call yesterday said, we're planning for sales to be higher than last year, but likely will not continue at the current date level of 20% growth. So they're basically downplaying the next quarter, saying it's going to be good. It's just not going to be that good. So the stock's up 50% and they, they still have stores and they they're, they're saying, let's temper a little enthusiasm. You can ring a cash register on a 50% up move. There's no harm in paying taxes. There's no harm in saying it did what it was supposed to do during this, this pandemic. And I'm starting to sound like I'm thinking the pandemic's wrapping up. I'm not saying that. I'm just starting to sound like that, right? So that's an interesting story in the sense that it's moved higher and some people are cashing in today saying, okay, it, it's done its pandemic thing. Are you following me on this one? Now, the other big story of the day is a sign of the times. Salesforce is going to replace ExxonMobil. Amgen is going to replace Pfizer. And Honeywell is going to replace Raytheon Technologies. I haven't brought this up yet, but Honeywell is actually coming back to the Dow after being kicked off the Dow. At one point in time, the Dow said, you guys aren't relevant anymore. So Exxon getting dropped has been a member since 1928. It's like that five hosting club of Saturday Night Live. That's impressive. Since 1928, Chevron now is the energy company. With crude prices falling during the pandemic, Exxon kind of lost a little bit of its swag. It's joie de vie. It's reason to live, it's, it's ability to dance. So why was Salesforce picked, and this is a damn good question, over Amazon and Alphabet? I'm starting to finally call Google Alphabet. I, I protested it for years. I hate the name Alphabet, but we gotta go with it. So why was Salesforce added? It's a good question. Amazon could move 100 to 200 points in a day. With the Dow being price weighted, changes in these stocks ultimately instantly dwarf the other 28 stocks in the index. So it's almost as if Amazon and Alphabet, have they split their stocks or become more stable, less momentum? It's almost like the Dow didn't want the momentum. And that's out there. So a little reformulation, but also what I see is Amgen replacing Pfizer. And I love Pfizer because it's got that PF. One of my favorite words in the English dictionary is pshaw. It's got that soft F F F F F F T. <coughs> when I impregnated my lady friend, 
That's a funny way to say it. When I got, I'll drop it right there. But the names we were bantering around with at one point in time were Rock and I wanted to name my kid PFFFFFT because I thought it would be funny when the teacher on the first day of school says black. Are you here? And you're saying, I see why your wife won that argument, not to name your kid. But Rock was a good choice, too. Not, oddly enough, after Dwayne Rock Johnson. But when you saw the first ultrasound, it kind of looked like a rock. <laughs> so that was my thought. Anyhow, anyway, I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. American Airlines is going to cut 19,000 jobs when aid expires in October. Same thing with Delta. They've already said, you know, uh, our pilots are going to be furloughed, a lot of them. Some more bad news is coming to the economy. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I try to pride myself on that. I, I got to say, I, it's not always as effective as we want. But you shouldn't have money questions. A couple things to put in place. You're going to retire at some point in time. That's the purpose of this show is to remind you of that. And Social Security is not a lot of money. That's something that maybe has slipped through your head. What I could count on, and people like CFP Chad Burton say, you can't count on that. But what I feel I can count on is maybe sixteen dollars to $18,000 a year. And my health care costs are going to go up and I'm not going to have an income. Therefore, I'm kind of saying I'm not going to get anything. That 16000 is going to go to my health care. And when do I see a movie? When do I pay rent? When do I get on an airplane? That all comes out of my pocket. That's the purpose of the show is to remind you of that, not to scare you, but to remind you of it. And there used to be a day and age where you worked your 30 years and you retired and you got a pension. Those are gone. There's pensions for firefighters and some people who don't get paid a lot of money. Firefighters, newsflash, police officers and teachers, they don't get paid what I make in the private sector. Therefore, our society says we need these people. We're going to give them pensions. You do your 20 years, you do your 30 years and you get a pension. I'm not quite sure why we do that with the DMV other than we need DMV workers and no one would want that job because let's face it, once you have that DMV title or job, you're there for 20 years and you retire with a pension. So pensions have gone the way of the dodo bird, except for some state and some essential jobs that are heavily unionized, right? Police, teachers, firefighters. Um, And you can go... I know police officers, they make six figures, big six figures. Like, I, I know, I know, but I'm not going that direction with this. I'm saying the, the pension's kind of gone. So you have to rely on you to get that income in retirement. Now, I wouldn't do it with an annuity. I wouldn't do it with an insurance product because those are insurance products. They're not investments. I like investments to be investment products. And you know what's beautiful? Beautiful, I'm telling you. It's beautiful is things like Robinhood and acorns where they 
Acorn sets you up to automatically invest. It rounds up your investments for you. No, no, no. It rounds up your purchases for you, and then it invests it for you in low-cost funds. I literally have saved over $10,000 in the last year just by rounding up my purchases and putting them into the stock market. So I go to Starbucks, I get a $4.50 coffee, it makes it $5, and it invests 50 cents for me. Somehow I've pulled off $10,000. And that's a lot of money because 10 will become 20, 20 will become 40, 40 will become 80, hopefully in the next 28 years, if it does what it's historically done. And you're like, Rob, you just turned 10,000, you just turned Starbucks roundups into $80,000 for me? I know, right? You're welcome. Um, so every now and then I have to get back to that idea that we're doing this to replace your social security myth that it's going to be good in retirement. I don't want you to be on Golden Pond, Henry Fonda. I don't want you to be like, oh, I got a lake up in Massachusetts that I fish on every day. If that's your dream, that's your dream. I get it. I'm not telling you what your dream in retirement should be. I just want you to have enough money to eat and shelter. And then I think your Social Security will probably cover a lot of your health care costs. Maybe not all of them, but it's a start. And then health care gets outrageously expensive if you're not in good health. One of the dumbest pieces of advice I've ever given on air is, is brush your teeth and floss your teeth. I know, I know. There's You should use essential oils. And no, I'm not going into that. But take good care of your teeth because they're expensive to lose. And you don't have that kind of money in retirement to be throwing around $10,000 for a new tooth or for dentures or that's a lot of there's, insurance doesn't cover a lot with, with dental work. So this show is about keeping your teeth in retirement. <laughs> so I know it's like it's gone dark, right? Bitcoin's at 11,438. Um, seeing a lot of um, advertisements now saying Bitcoin's going to 20,000. The problem that I have with what I just said is exactly what I just said. Are you with me? I see a lot of advertisements. Be very cautious. So I don't like insurance products to fund my retirement. I like investment products. That's why I said things like Robinhood are great because they've cut the cost down. And other companies like TD Ameritrade have said, you know, if Robinhood's getting all this action and all this love, we may need to merge with Schwab just to survive. And the Schwab's are like, yeah, we'll take you. And we'll also lower prices on everything so we look like Robinhood, but we're not quite. People like free. You know, it's, it's that obvious, right? So I do like what Robinhood has done. Now, there's also a lot of argument and talk in the markets right now that Robinhood is bad for the stock market because it encourages people like my producer, who has been investing for less than a year, to act like he's been investing for more than a year. <laughs> I'm okay with that. If a young person hits a home run, I, I want them to learn from it. And if a young person strikes out, I want them to learn from it. And the toughest thing about getting in the market is year one. <laughs> that first step is tough. So I'm okay with these apps, and I'm okay with people doing crowded trades and learning the hard way. When it falls, it's going to hurt. But it comes with the territory in my mind. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. The goal of the show is true place is to get you to retirement. Have you figured that out yet? 
Um, Accenture is going to cut 25,000 jobs or 5% of their workforce. Delta's cutting. American Airlines is cutting. The economy's not strong. We would be hiring if the economy was strong. The underlying economy is kind of weak. Hey, you can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Are you watching the Republican National Convention? Yes or no? Did you watch the Democrat National Convention? There is some reason for me to talk about those issues, in large part because Wall Street does run into Main Street. And who we elect as president, probably less important than who we elect as Congress for Wall Street. I know you're saying, oh, rubble, rubble, rubble. Did he just say it doesn't matter who was elected president? Congress, in theory, does the spending. In theory. Um, I don't know if I'm even going to go further into this, but our economy has seen Republican presidents and it's seen Democrat presidents. Our stock market has seen Republican and Democratic Congresses. They've seen divided Congresses. They've seen joint conference uh, Congresses. They, they, I get it. I get it. Do you? Don't get too spooked by the elections. Because ultimately, something that beats Republicans or Democrats is capitalism. I would be worried about the stock market. And again, my job is to worry about the stock market. And that makes me a bit of a capitalist pig. And I know that makes me, you don't like me at times. You're like, everyone deserves uh, $20 an hour. I'm like, well, not on Wall Street. And Wall Street's going to disagree with you on that one. And that's, I hate to be the messenger of Wall Street, but it's, that's the thing. Capitalism beats socialism. Now, when you see a candidate like Bernie Sanders, he has ideas like free college. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but it's tough to go after the profits when it's a not-for-profit angle on Wall Street. Do you see what I'm saying? So we tend to look more at Congress when we're talking about the stock market, but uh, even that's not holding a lot of water these days. Um, Ten-year Treasury is still a story that's in the news. And the Federal Reserve is going to have a big talk, Jerome Powell, on Thursday, probably tied towards inflation. But we will listen to everything he has to say. Inflation is the boogeyman. Inflation eats away profits. Think of it that way. Um, Wage inflation eats away a corporate profit. Uh, if you see inflation in gas prices, it eats away how much money you bring home versus how much money you put in the tank. If you see inflation in clothes prices, maybe you could afford one less shirt this year than you could last year. So inflation eats away at profits. Inflation's the boogeyman. The Federal Reserve is going to talk about inflation on Thursday, and you're damn sure I'm going to be paying attention to that and talking to you about what's being said and parsing it for you. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. California may keep four fossil fuel gas plants open amidst the electricity blackouts. When I first came to California, I was stunned. In, my, in 2000, I land, or 2001, 
And one of the very, very first things to happen is a blackout, a rolling blackout. And I'm on air and the station loses power. I'm like, how does this happen? We live in a modern country and we're doing rolling blackouts. So now we're talking about keeping some of the gas fired plants up and going so we can get through this heat wave slash high demand for energy. You know who's just laughing right now? Elon Musk. He's like, I got a solution for you. You can shut out all the old gas plants and you can just use our power walls and start using more solar. That man is in the right place at the right time. You can't argue that, can you? So Best Buy down 5%. They had a great quarter. But the stock's down 5%. Now, let me finish the statement. They're backtracking from a recent all-time high. Okay, down 5%. Boo, I'm poor. All-time high two weeks ago. Oh, I can give a little bit of that back. It's perspective, right? And if you tune in to CNBC today, they might say, Best Buy falls 5.3%. Look out below. And that's not the whole story. Carnival Cruise Lines down 2.8%. They're going to extend its operational halt till the end of March. Uh, I'm not a big fan of cruises, but guess what's going to happen in March? We're going to see a lot of advertisements for cruises. L Brands, maker of the very sexy Victoria's Secret. What is your secret, Victoria? You must tell me. Oh, you sell overpriced clothing? Okay, got it. Um, their stocks last week hit a high. So are they operationally turning things around? Good question. I don't know. Um, I'm afraid to go to malls. I'm, what's interesting is I, it's not even COVID that keeps me away. It's just I have a fear of malls and people. I, it's kind of true, not true. Don't go. He's that much weirdo. Starbucks is hitting its best level since June. Stock got an upgrade with a $90 price target. I like Starbucks. It's, it's a fine investment for a long-term patient investor. If you think we're going to be drinking coffee in five years. If you think we're going to be drinking, Chad Burton goes nuts over pumpkin spiced coffee. Like, that's probably his, his Superman weakness. That's his kryptonite. He goes nuts over it. I don't go nuts over anything. Moderation, moderation. But if you think Starbucks is going to be selling coffee in a couple of years, you can go buy a share on Robinhood and be done with it. Done. You got a good idea. Now, is it the only good idea? No. Will someone up, it's upstart them and, and dethrone them? I think they'll buy them. There was a period of time where tea was kind of like becoming a rage, and Starbucks just bought a tea company. There was a point in time where like, they, they respond in kind to threats. Same thing with Microsoft. Same thing with Apple. Apple's a fascinating story right now. They've got a, a lawsuit going on with Epic over the... the store, the app store, and how Apple takes a 30% cut. And Apple is in court right now with Epic. And Microsoft came out yesterday and said, uh, by the way, we kind of agree with, with Epic on this one. It's like, shame on you, Microsoft. You used to be the anti-competitive one. Now you're ratting out the other anti-competitive one. Yes. So Apple's got that four-for-one stock split coming, but they still have a legal situation that they're going to have to get through. Yes, they still have the 5G upgrade cycle. Yes, they still have 
uh, acquisitions that they're acquiring in virtual reality and augmented reality. Yes, that's still out there. But yesterday, a judge said he's not inclined to order Apple to reinstate its Fortnite app. That's a bit of a win for Apple. And it's a big loss for Epic. Epic is getting ready to launch a new season of Fortnite in two days. And it's going to be heavily tied towards Marvel uh, Avengers. Because kids like uh, superheroes, right? And they'll, they'll, spend, they'll spend $10 on a, a Wolverine outfit. I'm not a Wolverine fan. But there's kids out there who are. This is a bad time for Epic to make a stand. And, and they, they were so arrogant. I'm not going to say arrogant. They were so brash that they mocked Apple with the 1984 commercial. Back if you go back to the Super Bowl, Apple released um, in 1984 a commercial that basically was making fun of Microsoft. Like, look at those corporate suits selling computers. We're not them. We're going to break you out of that mold. You will no longer be imprisoned by Microsoft. And now Epic's doing the same exact commercial, but with some of their cartoony characters and making fun of Apple. And it's like, the tables have turned on you. The judge here in Apple's fight with Epic Games said she's inclined not to order the iPhone maker to immediately reinstate the Fortnite app. I would think Epic and Apple are going to make some sort of agreement fast on this one so that Epic will get the exposure of a billion devices for their new season of Fortnite with superheroes. And Apple, it might be in their best interest to say, you know what, we'll cut you from 30 down to 25. Now, Epic's already said, if anyone buys a game in our, our store, the Epic store, we'll only take 12.5%, undercutting Steam, undercutting Apple. So are they competitive? Are they anti-competitive? One thing that I like about Apple is you don't get a lot of viruses. You don't get, and again, that's probably a hoax. You're probably getting double the viruses. I get it. But the perception is that you don't. I kind of like that they have a, uh, a process in their app store. With that said, I've bought some absolute pieces of garbage from Apple in the past. As far as in their app store. So that's going to be a big case. And that should wrap up in about two weeks. And the big question is, will it wrap up satisfaction for all parties? Or will Apple change their ways? Google's not changing their ways. They're saying, you know, hey, or we're doing the same 30% in the Google store. We're good with that. Go away. But Epic's in a, in a bind. And they gave away free Hulk hands for Epic if you download a game through their store. So you get like this little digital wardrobe for switching their platform. They're doing, they're doing a very good PR job fighting Apple right now. So that's out there. Um, and again, <clears throat> I bring that up in large part. If Apple loses and a judge says you're a monopoly and you're, you're acting badly, that stock could get hit 10, 20% in a day. Because in the last three years, all we've said is their, their, their online services are doing great. They have big fat margins in them. So we've driven the price up on that while we were waiting for 5G, while we're waiting for virtual reality, while we're waiting for other ideas. S&P 500 sets a new record high in early action today. Woohoo! Uh, Treasury yields are rising. Dow's doing a shakeup. Those are the big stories of the day. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. 
So ExxonMobil is getting kicked out of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. It's the longest tenured stock in the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. It was a reflection of our economy that's becoming less and less relevant. It seems a little bit early to say that. But as we go more electric and more clean, their profits have been hurt. And it's hurting the performance of the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. We're saying the S&P 500 set a record high, the NASDAQ set a record high, but we're not saying about the Dow because of companies like that. Out goes ExxonMobil, IncomeSalesforce.com. That should reflect our economy a little bit better, is the idea. But out goes Pfizer, in comes Amgen. Amgen was a biotech company. Amgen was one of the very first biotech companies where Pfizer was coming up with pharmaceuticals based on molecular science. Amgen started coming up with genetics science and figuring out what, how we can go after this and go after that. That's not lost on me. Out with the old, in with the new. Hopefully it's not lost on you. Delta Airlines said they're going to furlough nearly 2,000 employee uh, pilots. American Airlines said we're going to cut 19,000 employees starting October 1 due to expectations of weak travel demand. Um, yeah. Now, keep in mind, they got bailed out, and this is going to become a political issue. Trump's going to say, we gave you billions of dollars. How dare you fire people? I'm like, we told you where you're going to. Rob Black said it on air. This wasn't exactly a secret, but there's, it's going to get political. Um, let's see. The 10-year Treasury is up to 71 basis points. And it's interesting to note it's moving just exactly when Fed Chair Powell said on Thursday he's going to give a speech on the new inflation framework speculating it's going to be based on average inflation targets that would allow yearly inflation to run past 2% to make up for years that it runs below. And the 10-year Treasury is kind of moving on that. That's a tough way for you to make money. I'm not going to talk a lot about it. I'll give you the full recap on Thursday, uh, probably on Friday, because he's going to give the speech on Thursday. But if he does it early enough or if he releases the paper, I'll give it to you on Thursday. But uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But the 10-year Treasury moving to 71 basis points. Remember two weeks ago when I said, I just got offered a, a mortgage for two and a quarter, two and a half percent. Over, if you didn't get it, it's gone. Because the 10-year Treasury has now priced it higher. Now, what do I, why do I bring that up and why do I say it like uh, so boldly? Probably has something to do with um, cheap money. I've made so much money in the last 20 years, and I don't know who, who gave that to me. Was it um, Bill Gates? by starting up Microsoft. Well, that's part of it in the whole tech revolution thing. Yeah, there's, I got some of my wealth in the last 20 years from definitely technology, for sure, for sure. I, I, was it the cure for cancer? No, no, it wasn't the cure for cancer. Was it capital? No, it was a little bit of capitalism, for sure. It's definitely a profit-chasing monster, so to speak. What's made me the most money probably in the last 20 years is cheap money. As mortgage rates went lower, Americans had more money in their pocket, and they were like, I want to buy a house because it goes up. Uh, the cheap money 
the 10-year Treasury, um, a period of time when the Federal Reserve has been raising the rates, it's been very tough for me to accumulate wealth. But generally speaking, it's been a 20-year downward trend, and that's been a wonderful time to invest. And if you're just getting to investing today, you're going to be pissed off. If the 10-year Treasury marches back to 3.5%, you're going to go, I hate this world. I, 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 screw Robinhood. I'm deleting it from my phone. I get it. I fear the 10-year Treasury marching higher probably more so than I fear Fred, Freddy Krueger. Probably more than I, I fear American Psycho. Probably more than I fear uh, Norman Bates. I, the 10-year Treasury marching higher will make making accumulating wealth tougher. Just throwing it out there for you. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. S&P 500 sets a new record high. Um, but it's a very mixed session today, and I, I haven't really talked about that much. Um, yesterday, we saw financials really put in a solid day of work, and I, I was stoked. Um, today, the Russell 2000 started higher, but it went lower. The Nasdaq started lower, and it's gone higher. The Dow started higher, and it's gone lower. I don't like today's action. Yesterday, I loved the action. This is just same old, same old to me today. I, I want to see a trend reversal. I do. Boeing's lower today. Boeing's given up what it, gave, what it earned yesterday. I don't, like, I don't like today's action. I'm being quite honest with you. Anyhow, in any way, anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Microsoft is rolling out a new feature that for its Microsoft 365, which is formerly Office 365, transcribing. How cool is that? It gives you the ability to fire up the Word app on your laptop or desktop and in the future on your smartphone and begin transcribing anything being said by multiple people in the room through things like Zoom and Skype and Microsoft Teams. They're adding transcribing, which is awesome. That's a, a feature I may actually use. When I do a podcast, some people may want to read what I said. Eh, or maybe I'll want to take that transcription and use it somewhere else. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. The audio quality has been subpar recently. We're working on it. It's just our whole network is being rebuilt literally megabit by megabit. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com, robblackshow.com.